What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Sober Plug Podcast. I am your host, Connor Duffy. Hope everybody's having a tremendous day as usual. Um, this episode is going to be coming out on Friday the 4th. Um, typically, I like to release my episode at 7 a.m. on Mondays and Thursdays. I was not able to get to it last night, so this will be coming out a day later. But never a dollar short. I'm always on point. Um, but I, uh, something, something that, um, well, you know, before I even get into my topic today, if you or anybody that you know needs help, they need help getting into treatment. Um, they need help immediately. It's a life or death situation. Um, you can always contact my phone. You can give me a call, give me a text. The number is 203-917-8862. And like I said, that is if you need help immediately. And, uh, and I will do my best to, uh, to assist you. Um, something I wanted to talk about is, um, Xanax addiction because Xanax, man, I mean, this, this drug really kicked my ass. It was really bad. Um, this drug probably did more damage to me than any, than anything else. And, um, that's saying quite a bit because towards the end I was doing heroin, you know, so, but man, Xanax in particular, um, it's, it's obviously it's a benzo, right? For those of the, for those of you who don't know, um, I'm sure most people do know used typically is used for anxiety, people that have panic disorders and, um, like I said, extreme anxiety and, and really need to be calmed down. It used to be used for like, it used to be kind of used as like a sleep aid. And I guess it can be on a, on a, but, but usually, usually it's prescribed for high anxiety. And, uh, the, the problem with Xanax is once you start to abuse it, the, well, one of the many problems is, is that it's very easy to, uh, to black out. It's basically like a supercharged alcohol and a pill. And it's as simple as one minute you're taking one and then you're, and then you take the second and before you know it, you wake up the next day or, or next week and you have no idea what happened. I mean, this happened to me on a regular basis. Um, Xanax is a, is a really scary drug because if, if used properly, right, let me be fair. Let me be fair. Like I said, it has a medicinal purpose to it. Like it can be very beneficial for people um, that are taking it in a responsible way and aren't physically hooked, right? It can be something that if taken sparingly, uh, it does its job and it has, it has helped um, many people as well. So I don't want to just speak on the negatives without being transparent. But if it's but if you're someone like myself and you abuse this drug and you're not using it for its medicinal purposes, uh, disaster awaits. You could pretty much guarantee that, um, especially today with the Xanax that's out there. This is not the same type of Xanax I was taking because guess what? They're making shit on the street. They're they're producing these, and I'll touch on this a little bit more later, but. They're, they're making what they call street Zans, which it's basically made up in a basement of someone's house, someone who deals, and they make these um, Xanax pills. Um, 
that are not legitimate. They are not prescribed. They are not coming out of, uh, out of a bottle, out of a pharmacy. They're being made and pressed to mimic and match to look exactly like real Xanax, except it's not. And they're being laced with a bunch of different stuff. So, I mean, even the drug culture, not the culture, that's not the drug world, um, has changed quite a bit, even in, in, since I got sober, which was eight years ago, um, when I was taking these pills, uh, from anywhere from 11 to 11 to eight years ago, the street Xanax was not really out there, which again has its own, it's just, it's a whole nother problem to, to have to worry about. So, um, I started using Xanax when I was 16. That's when I first started using. And, you know, I remember the first time, the first time I took it, it was actually a Xanax bar. It was, it was Xanax and, um, excuse me, of course it was Xanax. It was a Zanny bar was what they call them. And those are the, the two milligram. They usually come in, um, um, 0.5. Well, I think 0.25 milligrams, 0.5s, one milligrams and two milligrams. And those are known as the Xanax bars. And, or the school buses, whatever. There's a bunch of different names for them. And um, the first time I took it was a two milligram bar. And I remember I remember being extremely relaxed, um, not really caring too much. and I, But I also did not really think that I was, I didn't think that I was like really high. I just knew, I knew I felt I knew I felt relaxed. I knew I felt felt calmed down and I knew I didn't really care too much. So I was really attracted to that, that like, you know, I was like, eh, whatever's going on. I really didn't care too much and didn't take anything seriously. And like I said, it's, it's there to help prevent panic attacks and stuff like that. So that's exactly what it does. But I, I really didn't think I was, um, I didn't think I was that high. You know, I thought I was pretty much under control. And, and a lot of people knew that there was something up, you know, um, here's the thing with Xanax. You don't think you're messed up. You don't think that you're actually that far gone because your mind is just kind of null, you know, and just kind of like blah. And there's not too much going on upstairs, but everybody else can tell it affects your balance. It affects your speech. Um, it affects obviously your rational thought. And I used to go through these phases all the time where I would be high out of my mind, like blacked out. I wouldn't even be really aware of of what was going on. And I would always be telling people that I'm not even high (laughs) and I would believe it. It's like, it's, it's insane. Little did I know I wasn't even going to remember the next two days. So it, it the, the, you know, it affects your memory in a, in a huge way. Um, I literally have days, weeks, months, you can even really say years out of my life that um, I just don't have great recollection of. And so um, I started, like I said, I started at 16. And the, the first time I took it, I took it in school and, and people definitely knew what was going on. And the very next time I took them, I took two. And I remember taking them. And the next thing I knew, I was waking up the next day for school. 
And I took it like in the afternoon, right? I took it, you know, let's call it, you know, 5 p.m. or 6 p.m. Because I know this because it was after school. I was at my friend's house, you know, and so it was definitely a little bit after school. And I took a couple of them. And the next thing I knew, I woke up in my bed and I was like, holy shit. Because I knew when I went to my friend's house, I had a, I had a, I was selling, you know, I was selling drugs at this point and, um, I had, <laughs> I, I actually do remember this day in particular, which is hilarious because Xanax, uh, you usually can't remember anything, but I do remember this particular day because I was worried, <laughs> I was worried about leaving my money in the house. Um, because I did have someone who was actively using drugs as well that was living in the house. So I took all my money with me to, uh, I was taking it to school and I was, and I was taking it to, uh, wherever I was, I was keeping it on me. And this was like $5,000. And, you know, when you're 16, 17 years old, that's, that's pretty, um, you know, substantial money. So I, I remember when I woke up in my room, I was like, Oh my God, where is my money? It was the first, it was literally my first thought. <laughs> and, and this was my first blackout. So, cause I didn't remember the night before. And so I checked in my, I checked in my spot at my house and it was there. And I had this huge breath, like sigh of relief, like, wow, you know, that was scary. But once once I knew that my money was fine and my, and my drugs were there and everything, I was instantly at ease. You know, I was instantly, I felt a lot better about the situation. And, um, you know, I, I remember being like, wow, that, that was interesting. Um, I wasn't, that worried about the the blackout other than losing the money but i was really curious about what happened like what happened that night um so what i did was i i called my i called my friends i looked in my phone and i kind of pieced the piece the puzzle together and tried to figure out what was going on and uh you know my friends told me about what happened throughout the night and i remember feeling like um I remember almost getting like a, not a rush. I don't want to call it a rush, but I was kind of like, wow, you know, the shit that they were telling me, I was like laughing about. And I was like, no way did these things happen, you know? And it just really opened my eyes to a, to a different thing. Right. Cause I had drank before and, uh, had blackouts and stuff, but it wasn't the same. It was definitely not the same thing. And, and this was a little different. And so, um, you know, my, my usage really, this did not scare me. You know, this should have been like a wake up call. And I really wish it was because, um, in the coming years, uh, Xanax would, would totally kick my ass, like in a major, major way. <laughs> Every time I got in trouble, Xanax was involved. And that's just the truth. Xanax was more so involved than any, any other drug that I got in trouble with each and every time that I got arrested, Xanax was involved. Um, I would, I, I would become basically not just a danger to everybody else, but, uh, you know, or I should say not just a danger to myself because of what I was doing, what I was using, but to everybody else, because, um, by the time I started abusing it, 
uh, all bets were off. You really could not determine what I was going to do. Um, once you're in a blackout and you're under the influence of this stuff, you, you're, you're not even in control of your own destiny anymore. And it's scary because you could take a pill or a couple, right? And you wake up the next day and you might wake up in jail. It's happened to me. And then you have to figure out what happened. And the, and the fact that you don't have a recollection of what your actions were and people are telling you the things that you did, you can't even believe. Um, I became very, um, I became frequent, I frequently drove while I was in these blackouts. I had two DUIs within three months by the time I was 18. Um, I got my first DUI. I was driving under the influence of Xanax and um, I got my my first one literally at, what was this? This was November. Yeah, this was right around Thanksgiving time. And um, I was about, I don't know, four minutes from my house. You know, that's typically how it ends. I, uh, I drove from, from one of my friend's houses to, uh, to mine, which was not even a five minute drive. And I got pulled over at, um, you know, two, three in the morning. I was, I was under the influence of about, I know it was over 20 Xanax bars, which is fucking insane. You know, and this is pretty much where, where it led up to at this point, by the time I was 18, um, my using had just increased, increased, increased over time. I really liked the feeling of not caring. I really liked the feeling of, um, it almost being like, you know what? I could just turn off my, turn off my thoughts, turn off my mind for, for a, a little while or a few days. And, uh, and figure out the rest later. And that's exactly what it did. I started mixing Xanax with opiates, which is the deadliest combo you can, you can pretty much come up with, except maybe Xanax and alcohol. I mean, they're pretty, it's pretty much the same thing. Um, Xanax and alcohol, you're guaranteed to black out. I mean, it's just going to happen. There's just no way you're going to remember the night. And, uh, and it's going to lead to uh, poor choices and, and put you put you in really bad um, situations. And that's just what happened to me every time. You would think like you would think after a little bit of time, um, I would learn my lesson and I just didn't. You know, when I was on Xanax, I would I would steal from you, your mother, your father, your brother and your cousin who lived five hours away. I mean, I, I was a beast. And I'm not saying this because I'm proud of it, because I'm definitely not. But it's just obviously important for me to be transparent. And I got no shame in my past. You know, I'm definitely not the same person anymore. But this shit will make you do stuff that you just you just don't care. You know what I mean? You really. um you'll walk up in someone's house. And uh, if you think it's a good idea to walk up in someone's house, because you think there's something valuable in there, you won't even think twice. I mean, it's just it's just the truth. It's scary shit, man. Because it really, um, you just can't determine what's going to happen. You really can't. Not only that, but I would get extremely angry on Xanax. If I didn't agree with you or, or what you were what you were saying or um, you know, or what was happening during the night, 
I mean, I used to get into fights quite frequently. Um, I had no control, no control of my emotions, no control of my, it's, it's funny, no control of my anger. It's very interesting because on one hand, Xanax, it attacks anxiety, right? It's, it's meant to help you relax, but there is this very odd thing and I don't know why this happens. I don't know if, if you take too much, it, it makes you extremely emotional or what the case is. But I used to get to a place where I would be seeing red. I mean, you couldn't calm me down. Once I got pissed off, um, I was a bull in a china shop. You know, I didn't, I didn't care about fighting people. I didn't care about uh, who I was pissing off, what I had to say, whether it was to an authoritative figure or the police. I mean, I kind of did that sober anyway, but especially on this stuff. Um, it's just, it's, uh, it's crazy, man. It, and, and, you know, it, it's just, um, there's so many nights after being on these episodes, you know, having these episodes and being like, man, like, I don't ever want to do that again. And it's like the next day I was getting it again. You know, I'd, I'd get a little pissed off about something or, or something would be going on in my life that I didn't want to think about. And I knew exactly where I could go. And this would happen over and over and over again. And, uh, and each and every time, man, it's like, I would, I'd get in trouble or something would happen. I'd wake up the next day and say, man, like, how did I, how did I end up here again, dude? You know, why would I say that? Or, or I did that or, you know, it just leaves you in crazy situations. I remember one of my boys told me, um, there was a big accident on, um, on one of the main routes in my town. I mean, this is a major road. This isn't like a, you know, this isn't like a, a back road. Uh, there was a, there was a big accident and I was at a gas station with my friends and I guess there was an accident. I was told this. I'm, I'm kind of just telling you I'm piecing the puzzle together from what other people have told me. So, um, you know, I was 17 or 18 here and th there was a big accident that happened right outside of this gas station that we were at and I walked out onto the road and and I started directing traffic as if I was like a police officer, you know, like I just went like in the middle of the, of the highway or, or the route, you know, it's a major route. So I won't even call it a highway, but it acts like a highway. And I just started like trying to direct traffic around this accident. <laughs> it's just like being a fucking fool. You know, it's stuff like that that happens all the time that that's not even like it's not even that crazy you know that that's that's a very normal thing to happen on someone who is in a blackout they just oh you know i'm gonna i'm gonna just go and do this here and uh and i really don't care what people think or and uh you know my friends were trying to stop me from doing that and i and then i started getting into a, a fight with my friends it's like dude you know get your life together bro um you know, and uh, like I said, like the first my my first DUI, I, I was under I was under the influence of like over twenty Xanax, and I know this because earlier in the day I I took five before going to before going to school or while I was at school, and or I should say Bosies. I used to go to Bosies in the morning, and then I used to drive to my 
Maine High School in the afternoon. And uh, I ended up skipping school. I didn't drive back to school because I, I knew I took all my Xanax and it was five of them. And, uh, and I wanted more. So I got another 20. And um, I got into an accident. Not, not, a, not a big accident at all. I bumped somebody's bumper. I must have gotten too close to them. And I see someone waving me over. It was the person that was driving in front of me. They were waving me over to the side. And I went over to the side. And they said, they said, dude, you hit me. I said, no, I didn't. I said, what are you talking about? They said, bro, you hit my car. I'm like, what do you mean? You didn't hit it hard, but like you definitely did. You were tailing me and you ended up hitting me. And I was like, no way. So like they showed me and there was a little, there was a little bump there and there was a little, and it matched my car. And so I said, shit, imagine that. You know, I guess I did. And so we're exchanging insurance information and I go back into my car and I start smoking weed. Any, like, this is what I mean. You just do whatever you, you just do whatever is on your mind. Like I went in my car, they were getting their information ready. And I was like, Oh, I'm going to get my information. And I started smoking weed as I sat in the car, I had a bowl and I started smoking and I look in my mirror in my rear view mirror and I see a cop approaching. I'm like, Oh my God. So I throw the weed out of the, uh, I mean, he wasn't here behind me yet, but I did see him. I, he was definitely coming. And so I throw the weed, um, out the window, uh, on the, on the passenger side. And I, I put up my windows. I got out of the car and I somehow, some way I played it off to where the cop did not um, search me. He did not, he did not arrest me. I don't know how I was definitely, definitely clearly under the influence. And, um, I uh, hear the sirens on, on cue, on cue, here are the sirens. And I'm, I'm talking about police. <laughs> and so, um, I, I got away. I got away with it because uh, again, my windows were up. I guess he didn't smell the weed. I, um, we exchanged insurance information and he let me go. And I was like, wow, I got really lucky here. So I went and I picked up another 20 Xanax bars. Uh, long story short, uh, the next thing I knew I was getting pulled over at two in the morning. The cop clearly knew I was on the influence and, um, that was my first DUI. And, um, this, this was not going to be the last time I got in trouble by any means. Um, so, I got my second one a couple months later and, uh, you know, I'm really lucky, honestly, I'm really lucky that the, the amount of trouble I got in, which, which I definitely have a healthy, healthy record. Oh, and the reason why I, I know that I ate over 20 that night, that specific night was because when I got pulled over, not only did I get my first DUI, but I also had a possession because I did have Xanax on me as well, but I only had two on me. That's it. I only had two on me. I got, tw I had 20 earlier in the night. So, um, just that amount of consumption is just ridiculous. And that that's enough to put an elephant to sleep. And this is pretty much what my usage got to each and every day. I was taking at least two bars, at least two bars a day. So, and, and pretty much my average was probably five, anywhere from two to five a day. 
and uh, and I was just completely out of control. Uh, part of the problem with Xanax is as you black out, you also forget the amount that you took. Therefore, if let's say you take two, you're gonna forget that. And let, well, let's say you have let's say you have six, right? Let's say you have six Xanax bars. You could take a couple and then take another one, but you forget that you take the other one. So you keep taking them because you keep forgetting that you took them earlier. And before you know it, you've got none left and you're blacked out, but you think that you have more left. It's insane. It really is. It is insane. The amount of trouble that, that you end up in dude. And, um, I, like I got my second DUI a couple months later and, uh, and I was heavily under the influence that, that night as well, or that morning, I should say. It was actually like really early in the morning when I got pulled over. I got, no, I didn't get pulled over. I got into an accident. I, uh, I got smashed pretty good and got taken to jail. And so, um, this would just be a reoccurring theme. You know what I mean? When I was 19 years old, I, I got, I, uh. I got so blacked out the night before that I um, I lost all my money and all of my all the drugs that I was supposed to be selling, and I got fronted the night before, meaning I got given drugs to sell, and so I needed to come back with money to the person who um, gave them to me, and I didn't have it. I lost it the night before. I lost it that night when I blacked out and I went nuts. I went berserk when I woke up the next morning because I had nothing to show for it. And I knew I either got robbed or I lost all my stuff. So I went nuts and I started going to kids' houses that I was with the night before. And I started banging on their doors. And, and when they you know, a couple, uh, <laughs> I remember a parent. I remember a parent came to the door and, um, and they said, I right, can, I, can I help you? I said, yeah. I said, yeah, you can help me. Um, your son, your son robbed, your son robbed me last night. And, and I, I, I had no idea if this was true or not. I really, I was just extremely desperate and, and I was still messed up from the night before. And I said, yeah, you can, you can help me. Your son robbed me last night. And, I'm going to need you to, to give me the money that he stole from me. And um, basically this, this parent wasn't having it. And, and I'm glad that they didn't because I was just a maniac. And, um, and what I was saying was false. You know, I was falsely accusing this person and I just didn't care. I was just extremely desperate because I had nothing. And I knew I needed to come up with not only the money, but all the stuff that I lost and, I was just in a really desperate, bad spot. And like I said before, man, when you get angry and you are on this, um, you don't care what anybody thinks or says. You have no shame. Um, you, you just do whatever you feel like you need to do. And this was this was that. So I was going crazy. And this uh, I did not get any money out of, out of these people. And so I told my friend on the spot, I said, bro, drive me to this gas station. I said, drive me to this gas station over here. He said, why, what's up? What, what do you, what do you need? And he said, well, I said, well, we're going to, we're, I'm going to rob this gas station. I don't, I don't give a shit. And he started laughing. 
And this is one of my best friends. Actually, I'm still best friends with him because he's clean as well. He started laughing. <clears throat> he said, you're going to rob this gas station. I said, yeah. I said, 100%. He said, okay, dude. <laughs> you know, all right, we'll, we'll go. And uh, and so we drove over to, uh, it actually wasn't far from this house. This, you know, it's part of the reason why I told him to go to this gas station in particular because it was close to where we were and it was also on the Connecticut border. So my master plan uh, was to rob this gas station and drive over to Connecticut so I could, um, so I could get away because I knew the state um, police weren't going to start driving around in Connecticut. So we go over there and I have this big oversized, he, my friend was a lot bigger than me. So it, he had this, he had this purple hoodie that I asked for because I didn't want to go in with my regular clothes. I want to be able to ditch the clothes beforehand. And I, so I took this purple hoodie and it was huge. And I asked if he had any glasses or anything like that. And he gave me these big sunglasses that took up like half of my face. And I said, how do, how do I look? And he looked at me and he started, he started laughing. He says, you look fucking ridiculous. And he says, dude, there's no way you're going to do this. Cause he, he, I said, bro, I'm, I'm 100% doing this. We were parked, um, you know, probably like a 10th of a mile away. I, I was, the plan was for me to obviously get the money and run to the to the truck where it was far enough away where he wasn't going to be seen on any cameras or anything like that. So I went to I walked over to the gas station and I was standing outside for probably a good 10 minutes. And really just like trying to get the nerve to do this. And uh, eventually I did. I went in and I demanded the money. And uh and I got it. And I, I put my hand in my pocket. I didn't expose a weapon, but I, I, you know, I did demand the money. And I said, you know, I said, let me, let me get them. I said, give me the money before, before something really bad happens. And, and I got it. And I remember, see, this is the, this is the insanity of Xanax. It's not even just obviously doing that, which is, which is insane because I never thought I'd be capable of doing something like that. I was not raised that way, but I'm literally, I turn around to leave and the idea pops in my head. Oh dude, you need cigarettes too. So I'm money in hand and I put it in my pocket and I turn around from the door and I go back to the register. No one else was in there. Not that I thought. I didn't think anyone else was in there. I turn around. I said, um, and, I, and I go to the clerk and I need, I need Newports too. I said, let me get some Newports. The clerk says to me, do you have ID? And I looked at the clerk like, are you out of your fucking mind? I mean, I was, I was... I was high as a kite, but I, I, I was like, wow, did they really just ask me for ID after what I just did? And I, and I looked at them like, <laughs> like, are you serious? And so I was stunned pretty much. And I'm just standing there like, wait, what is going on? And all I hear, uh, I start to turn around towards the door and I'm getting ready to leave. Cause I didn't even want to, I didn't even know what to say. <laughs> and so all I hear is, Hey, 
and it's someone that's in the back and it, it turns out that it was the owner of the of this gas station and i booked it i was gone you know he started he started running after me but i was way gone i was so out of there and um i'm running and i'm terrified because this is real you know this is like this is really kicked in the in the gear and i'm running down the street and i see a mom and two kids and they're outside playing and i'm booking it like i'm running for my life and and they look at me like whoa what is this guy doing because I, I definitely wasn't just going for your casual fucking stroll. You know, I wasn't going for a little jog. I was running for my life. And they definitely knew something was up. So I'm running. And I'm running, right? And I'm like, I'm like, wait a minute. Where the fuck? Where did my friend park? Where is he? And I was so high that I had no idea. I forgot where he was parked. I, there was like a few streets in that in that in the general vicinity, and um, where this was located was there. It is basically a bunch of back roads, and they're intertwined. And but either way, I mean, the reason why I forgot was because I was so blissed out of my mind, and I could not figure out where he was. And I'm running, and I go to call him. <laughs> this is how you know, you know, things work in mysterious ways. Uh, I go to call him, and he picks up, he says, yo, where are you? I said, what do you mean? I said, where are you? He says, bro, I'm, I'm right where I was before. And I'm like, bro, I have the money. Where are you? And my phone dies. Literally the night before, I didn't charge my phone, obviously, because I was, wasn't thinking about that. And I didn't charge it throughout the day. And my phone dies. And I realized at this moment, I'm in big trouble. Um, there was nowhere for me to hide. It was about two, three in the afternoon. Um, right around, right around, it was definitely November because, um, yeah, it was definitely November. And I realized, wow, um, I'm about to be in some serious trouble. <laughs> and I started throwing up and, uh, and long story short, you know, the cops picked me up about 15 minutes later. Um, and like I said, you know, these are just a couple stories. I'm not here to glorify it. I I'm just here to say like Xanax will make you do some crazy shit. And it, it's, uh, I didn't even get to talk about the withdrawals yet. And, and maybe I'll just do a, a podcast on that. Um, at a different time I'll do it. I could do an episode on that in particular, but Xanax withdrawals like benzo withdrawals in itself can kill you. Um, you can get so physically addicted to it that you, uh, if you don't take it, you can die. So you have to go to a medical detox when you're coming off of this stuff. You have to go to treatment. It's just the right way to do it. Um, otherwise, it's extremely dangerous. The withdrawals are just brutal, you know, and going to jail and detoxing there really, really sucked. You know, but, but also what sucked even more was the fact that I had to, I had to be worried, um, about my freedom, you know, and obviously it was nobody's fault, but my own, of course, like I'm not, I'm not even blaming, um, 
I'm not even blaming the drugs on my behavior because like you have to take responsibility for it. And I'm, and I definitely do that, but it's just the facts that Xanax in itself can really help put you in positions that you have no business being in and that you wouldn't do in different circumstances. So, you know, and what people have to really worry about now, like I was talking about earlier with the street Xanax, it's just, uh, it's a totally different beast. People are making this shit in their home, you know, and um, they don't have your best intentions. They're all about the dollar and they're all about getting you really fucked up. So you keep coming back. So the, the, the stuff that they're putting in this, you know, and Xanax nowadays, the street Xanax, as they call it, it's uh, it's not real Xanax. The substance by itself can really do damage to you. But now this is just a whole other um, scenario that just people aren't even, they don't even know what they're getting. And it's scary. You know, it's killing people left and right. Benzos are, are, it's very easy to overdose on benzos when you mix it with other things. Um, so the over, you know, it's very easy to OD. And um, it's scary stuff, man. I, I honestly, I, I couldn't tell you how I'm alive today with the amount that I was doing and, and the amount of mixing um, with other drugs, in particular opiates. Um, it's a, it's a recipe for disaster. If you're not going to end up dying yourself, you can end up killing somebody else. Um, whether it be through acts of violence or driving a car or just, you know, out of plain stupidity and, and not being aware of, of surroundings and stuff. It's, it's just really dangerous stuff. You know what I mean? And, um, it's a very common, it's a very common substance that, that is affecting the youth today. It really is. It's one of the biggest things out there right now that people are, are messing with. And it's sad, you know, I, I'm trying to, uh, I make a lot of videos on TikTok about Xanax because it's such a, it's just so, it's so prevalent in our culture in the U S you know, I'll speak for the U S it's not so much in some other places, but man, it, it's, it's got a pretty stronghold on the youth here. And I can relate because I was doing it too when I was young, you know, and, um, but don't make any mistake about it. Just because a doctor gives it to you, it does not mean that it can't be a real problem because it certainly can. Um, so, you know, I, I, uh, I just want to, um, make it very clear here that it's like, it could definitely be helpful for, for people that are taking it the right way. But if you have an addictive personality and you, be, you become physically dependent on it and, um, and you start abusing it, it's no joke, man. It, it, will, it will take you out. It will turn you into a monster, dude. <laughs> I mean, there's so many stories out there, too, of people ending up committing murders and, and things like that. Um, and, they, and they wake up in jail and they have no idea why they're there and little do they know that they have a, a murder one charge and they're staring at the rest of their life in prison. I mean, dude, that is some scary shit, man. And the fact that, you know, I did get caught a bunch of times. I, I got arrested, you know, four different times strictly on, on Xanax alone. And, 
the fact that I didn't end up in worse trouble than I did is a is a miracle. I'm I'm so thankful for that and I'm very grateful for it. You know, so um so listen, that's all I got for today. Um you know, if you or anybody else needs help, uh, whether it be through Xanax, you know, struggling with Xanax, alcohol, cocaine, anything, and you know, you're looking to get into a facility, I have really great resources. If you're serious about it, contact me. Um, you know, text or call my phone. Uh, my number is 203-917-8862. Um, hope you guys enjoyed the episode and uh, I will see you on the next one.